Welcome to Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond. We are so glad you could join us today. The Crosstalk podcast is in pursuit of growing in our understanding of the gospel and discovering what it means to transfer to the next generation. And now, here are your hosts, Charles and Daniel. We are grateful that you could join us today. And since tomorrow is Thanksgiving, being grateful, I think, is timely to say that. We are definitely grateful um, and thankful to you as our listeners. We do not presume that we have any great uh, abounding wisdom that you would want to listen to us, only that there are two people seeking to seek God and His Word, and you want to do that with us. And um, we are grateful to have you as listeners and to be with you throughout the year and grow together, even if we can't even see you. Um, some of you we see at Passion for Christ um, once a year, uh, and others we see more often in our own church. Um, but we are grateful, and I think it's timely to say Most that. Most grateful. Since uh, Thanksgiving is tomorrow, uh, and it is upon us. But today, we do want to set the tone for your Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, give you some devotional thoughts that we hope will guide your time with your family and friends. Yeah, maybe you listen to this as you're fixing Thanksgiving yeah, breakfast. Maybe. Um, and, 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 and I think this is going to be devotional. It's not going to be expositional, which we have not really been real expositional the last few weeks anyway. We've been more conversational. Uh, but this will be devotional. Um, and, and we really want to just ask, what is Thanksgiving? Like, what is it? Why would we celebrate it? Now, the world does the way, the way they do it. But for us as Christians that gather tomorrow and over the weekend and even in the, the month to come as we celebrate Christmas, what is Thanksgiving to us as believers in Christ? So I'm just going to jump in. I'm not going to give an overview. Let's just jump in. Thanksgiving is a time to repent. Well, I, I, one of the things I share with you before we start here is that I, I kind of had these thoughts as I was thinking through the topic and as I thought through Psalm 100, and uh, I wanted to read that, and um, and then it kind of get us rolling, but <clears throat> make a joyful noise or joyful shout to the Lord, all ye land. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God, is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy, his covenant loyalty is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. That, that right there is just a mouthful of things to be grateful <laughs> for. But as I was thinking about that, and you, you said, you mentioned it's the time to repent. Where would you get repentance in there? And, of course, you said it's devotional. It's not expositional. But I I think the reason I thought of repentance was because we are so apt to not be grateful. It's a a lack of gratefulness on our part. So basically what you're saying is is that if we don't recognize the sin in our lives and the the ungratitude or ingratitude, I should say, in our lives uh, motivated from that sinful heart, then we're going to have a hard time being grateful. Right. I think there's a beginning place for us, not just on Thanksgiving, but as we approach Thanksgiving, maybe this is the night before, if you're listening to the day before, or it's Thanksgiving morning, maybe just begin your day by, by some confession of, Lord, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think in terms of gratefulness. I don't give thanks as I ought. It's interesting. One of the letters in New Testament says, giving thanks always for all things. That's pretty inclusive. How many of us can say we give thanks always for all things? 
most of us don't give thanks for all things. No. And it doesn't even say be thankful. It just close. says give thanks. But right. So why not repent? Why not have a, a, a attitude and ask for an attitude of repentance toward the Lord for our lack of gratefulness and also for our lack of contentedness? Yeah, I think I mentioned to you before we came on that there is a time in my own life where I struggle with gratitude and 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 I could say probably I struggle throughout the entire year or so but I, I think particularly right now because we've just come off a very high intense time of investment and I'm speaking of passion for Christ right and so it's easy to go I just want some time for me yeah me time me yeah. time which I hate that phrase I do too but yeah. I, I do think this is key to getting your focus back where it should be for me, anyway, as I listen to this, this is key. Because well, it's easy for me to just be like, I just want something to do for myself. I, just leave me alone, you know? Well, you know? True. And why not turn that desire for me time to worship time and, mm-hmm. into time consciously sitting before, kneeling before, standing before the Lord, just uh, quorum deo. You know, before the face of God, and and that sense of of uh, me becomes a sense of Him, and um, well, it's not our time anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're really yeah. just stewards. Yeah. We it's, are stewards. It is. We're just we're just uh, household stewards to keeping up the house that God's given us. And um, what, what do you think? I've given a personal example, but for those listening, yeah, what 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 keeps us from repenting in this way when it comes to this idea of gratefulness and thankfulness? I don't think we think of ungratefulness. We don't first. We don't think of ourselves as being ungrateful or uncontented, mm. discontented. So the, then, the idea that we lack gratitude is not really in the forefront of our heads, right? And then we don't see how grievous a sin ingratitude is. Mm. You, you think about how hurt you are when people don't appreciate what you do for them. You know, right. all of us want that sense that. People appreciate what we did for them, and what to me the height of ungratefulness is when we don't recognize that everything's from God. You know, mm. I remember I had a pastor years ago, and he used to use this illustration. He said, "Many of us are like the hog that eats the acorns and never looks up to see whether from which they fell," <laughs> and that is true. We we consume and do and enjoy without. Uh, very often, maybe say grace the table, maybe if we have a devotional time, but maybe it just should be throughout the day our thoughts should be turning to the goodness of God, the graciousness of God, which we'll talk about later. And so just to repent of that, to just consciously confess it. If we confess our sins, he's faithful to just to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we deceive ourselves. So let's don't deceive ourselves anymore. Let's don't act like, well, you know, I'm, I'm grateful. Well, no, let's be honest. We're not nearly so as grateful as we ought to be. The height of ingratitude is the inability to see our complete ungratefulness to the one who's given us all things. We have nothing. Hmm. Without him, and, I, and then that makes me think of the, the song by City of Light. Uh, uh, there's nothing more for now. Is it Lungo? There is nothing more now for him to give. For yeah, uh, there's nothing more for heaven to give. Now the heaven yeah. that's it. Yep. So yeah, um, well, we always think there's something else we should get, mm. right? But he Just gave it something all. else. Just one more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so rep- we are to repent. It is a time. For repentance, it's also a time to remember. Right. We were we were talking about the a couple of weeks ago, 
we closed this. Our pastor preached on false prophets and the importance of the gospel, and and uh, we sang the song uh, about the worthiness of Christ. Is he worthy? Yeah, and in there, we it it, it, it enumerates some of the goodness of God, and then it says, "Is it good that we remind ourselves of this?" It is. It is. Yeah, it is good that we remind ourselves of God's goodness to us. God's goodness to us. Materially. Now, obviously, it could be. I don't pretend to think that we have this worldwide audience, but we have had people from other cultures listen to what we do. And and we as Christians here in the United States have a lot. Even those of us who don't think we have much have a lot. And there are many people who could hear what we're saying who don't have anything close to what we have and what we enjoy materially. Well, and I think it's good for us to recognize that anyway. Yes. But we ought, whatever we have is from the hand of God, and it's what he has for us, and he has been good enough. His goodness in giving to us what we have materially. If we have, you know, there are Christians who don't have roofs over their heads. Nope. There are Christians who don't have sufficient clothing. They don't have funds. They don't have uh, – but, um, but we ought to thank God for what we have and his purpose for us and what we don't have. Uh, so the goodness of God uh, to us materially and physically. Not all of us are healthy. You know, some of us don't even know. I mean, uh, years ago, Pam got a phone call from her best friend. Everything looked fine. Mm-hmm. Suddenly started having some trouble. She goes to the doctor, and she has cancer. And it's stage four. And at 60, she's gone. You know, so we don't always know that. But whatever, I mean, we can thank him for health, lack of health. That's his purpose, and his purpose is in that, and pray for better health. But God is good to us physically. He gives us life. He gives life and health to all, Scripture says. And so what we have, the air we breathe, the food we eat, you know, physically God blesses us with life. He's the giver of life. And uh, he breathes into us, so to speak, the breath of life. He did that quite literally to Adam, but he's the one who at conception creates a human being. And uh, and you, you think about what all the things that had to go right for us to be born, you know, and for our children and grandchildren. You know, these things are physical realities that we ought to just stop and thank the Lord for. And I think, you know, uh, because you are with us every Thanksgiving almost, but I like to stop and just thank the Lord for my family and for mm. what we have. And uh, physically. Well, physically, in this next one, Spiritually, uh, I just kind of want to jump in here because without this, we cannot recognize the beauty that we have, the joy that we have, the abundance that we have, both materially and physically. I mean, spiritually speaking, we as believers have much to give thanks for. Right. And that's the most important thing. Uh, God's promises of his abundant blessings are far more in regard – under the New Covenant – are far more have far more to do with our spiritual blessings than our physical blessings. In the Old Testament, Old Testament saints equated the blessing of God with physical and material blessing. Men like Abraham and Job and and others were blessed by God materially and physically. But in the New Testament, we see a shift. And poverty is not necessarily spirituality, hmm. but but prosperity is not necessarily spirituality right. either. That what so it's we, not an either or. Yeah, it's uh, and so we're you know we have 
the riches of God's grace, the abundance of his mercy. Uh, you know, when you start thinking through that, you look through Ephesians and some of the other letters now that's expressed, forgiveness in Christ and all these things that are ours are abundance. That, you know, if we were to breathe our last right this moment, then be ushered into the presence of Christ, we have eternal, eternal blessings for which to be thankful. And salvation, I think we take it for granted. Yeah. I, I really do. I think we take God's grace for granted. I, I When I get up in the morning and pray, I, I really like to begin by just thank you, Lord, that I'm alive today and that I know you. Yeah. Thank you for Christ, for his death, burial, and resurrection, for life in him, for his for your patience, forbearance, and mercy, your goodness and grace, your providential care over our lives. Thank you that your son Jesus sits at your right hand and ever lives there to make intercession for us. And uh, these are things to thank the Lord for daily. Remind ourselves of us to remember. It is good that we remind ourselves of this. It is. It is good. (laughs) Um, That's that's for sure. Well, if we repent and if we remember, then there's probably a – something that comes next. And I think yeah. it's, it's easy enough to say it's time to rejoice. It's interesting. Thomas Watson wrote a book, if I can remember the title of it, it's on my shelf, and I've read in it. And uh, uh, God's Precious Remedies for Satan's Devices. And one of the quotes out of that book, and I won't be able to remember it perfectly, but he, he says, that that sorrow for sin that does not lead us to the cross and to rejoice in the goodness of God and the mercy of God is not a godly sorrow. All of our sorrows for our sins, and that sometimes even depression, our, our sinfulness can just get us so down. But no, it should lead us to rejoice in the goodness of God. And uh, uh, to think upon first God's graciousness, you know, of all people. Christians ought to be gracious because God has been gracious to us. And when I say gracious, and most grateful, yeah, yeah. When you think about how much grace, the abundance of grace God's poured out on us, He's gracious to us. He withholds wrath. He administers mercy. He providentially directs our lives. He reminds us by His Spirit through His Word, through the means of grace and the Church of Christ and all of these things of our need for forgiveness, our need to repent, our need to to follow more closely after Christ. These are things that God does for us as His children. I think this has a great deal to do with our view of God. And if we have a right view of God or a high view of God and we're growing in that, I think the ability to repent, remember, and rejoice will become more natural because then we see who we are in the light of him. That's interesting. You said that your view of God, one of the, my favorite quotes from A.W. Tozer is uh, what comes to our mind when we think of God is the most important thing about us. Mm. And we should – I. Th- <sighs> It's hard to say what's the most important thing we think of God, but we should think of him as our father. Right. You know, we think of fathers in our best thoughts are fathers who love us, who care for us, who discipline us when we need it, who restore us and hug us and love us. These are not unworthy thoughts when it comes to God. He is our heavenly father. He cares for us. He comforts us. He provides for us. He guides and steers our lives. He is our Father. 
was it not only his graciousness, his generosity right. to and, us. And I mean, we, you think about how generous he gave his only son. He gave everything. Yes. That which was most precious to him, that which was an eternal member of the Godhead, um, he gave. You know, he um, – yeah, what more is there now to give? Mm-hmm. When God has given us his – you know, Paul says, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable or indescribable gift. We need to think in those terms. We need to do that daily, but certainly with Thanksgiving, we'll be doing a lot of stuff. We'll be watching football, probably we'll be eating and just having fun, telling stories. And uh, Micah won't be with us. We might not laugh quite as much as we usually do, but uh, but we'll still laugh. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, those things will all be happening. But in the midst of all that, as the day begins, even ask the Lord to remind us throughout the day that he has been most generous, most gracious to us, that if we got what we deserved, we would be going to hell. Mm. We would have eternal punishment. Christ got what we deserve so we can enjoy what he alone deserves, and that's fellowship with the Father. Well, I think it would be good for us to show gratitude to our listeners and end early, earlier than usual. Um, Looking at our time here, and I'm I'm always watching that as I kind of guide the conversation, and, and I would just simply say, hey, tomorrow, this weekend, as you move throughout this time of celebration, repent, remember, rejoice. Amen. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, everyone, so much for joining us today. You can always visit us on the web at crosstalkpodcast.org. Crosstalk is produced by Vision for Living Ministries, a nonprofit organization. This podcast is a free resource, but you can support us financially through our website. For more information on Vision for Living Ministries, visit our website at visionforliving.org, where you will find more great resources. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Vision for Living or on Twitter, at V4L. We also love to hear from our listeners. You can email us anytime at info at visionforliving.org. Be sure to join us next week on Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond. Music